Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gol Bezan podcast. And today we're going to look back at our World Cup performances and try to review what went right and what went wrong with the players, the coach, the tactics. I'm joined here today by Pejman Pars and Arya Alaverdi. Welcome, guys. Thank you, Babak. Thanks, Babak. Okay, so we're going to go straight to it. And let's start at the back, at the goalkeeping position. There's only one man to talk about, uh, Ali Reza Bayram Band. As we all know, before the tournament, he was under a little bit of a cloud of uh, criticism and doubts from the fans, especially. But during the World Cup, he shone. We could say he was one of our best players. Uh, Arya, how did you see his performances? Did he meet expectations, exceed them? And what's next for Beirovand? Yeah, I think he uh, exceeded them for sure. I mean, he was getting a lot of critics um, before the World Cup. You know, even just before um, the World Cup quite recently against Turkey, you know, people were complaining about his, um, his goal that he conceded, you know, he was getting a lot of critics. And I think that, um, you know, it, it puts pr- for his age, he's about 25 years old, it's going to put pressure on him. So I think he showed us that he can play under that pressure. You know, he can really uh, do well, lead a team. And, you know, 25 caps now for the national team. He's um, he's done well. Although against Portugal, I think he did make some errors. But um, I actually think the Portuguese team didn't really capitalise on errors the way they should have. But I think he did well to recover from it. And obviously, penalty save um, of Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, he's a good tournament for him, I'd, I'd say. Pejman, uh, how do you see the future for Bayron Van? And uh, do you agree with what uh, Arya just said? Kiri, Chetori. That's for me, some sums it up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think uh, he did uh, good. He, he much better than everybody ex- expected me being one of them uh, and about his future uh, the next step for him uh, if he wants to to develop and uh, become a better player is to leave uh, Iran for somewhere in Europe uh, and that's that's kind of hard because uh, as a goalkeeper you either need to play or you just w- will sit on the bench and not develop uh, and uh, so, so he maybe needs to find a, a weaker league, like uh, you know, like Sweden and Norway. We had Sosha and Alireza uh, Hariri doing something, or maybe trying, I don't know, doing Russia and Portugal that other keepers have done. But uh, I would love to see him somewhere outside Iran, so he can uh, uh, become a better goalkeeper because he still got a lot of things that he needs to to become better at. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna add the point that I think Baron Van had a good World Cup. I don't think he did anything spectacular. I think he mostly saved what you would expect a decent goalkeeper to save. He was a little bit shaky off crosses against Portugal, and like Pejman, uh, I think Pejman said that he, uh, he was surprised, or maybe it was Arya, surprised that the Portuguese didn't capitalize on that and try to put more crosses in. He had a little bit of a clangor in the double save from Busquets against Spain as well. So I think the overall mood in Iran is so positive. The penalty save, of course, was very good, but it wasn't the best penalty. But um, it's going to gloss over some of those suspect, uh, let's say, decisions. But uh, overall, I'm with you guys. I think he needs to make a move. Uh, just the latest news, he's been linked to Liverpool today in Khabar Varzashi in Iran. I'm not sure that's uh, 
he's going to be uh, the right guy when you have problems with Carrius and Mignolet. But it's good to see his name out there. Uh, just to wrap up on Aaron Vand, guys, if you had to give him a ranking from A to B, C, uh, how would you rank him? Arya first. I'd give him a B. I think he did uh, just enough to, to, to show us that you can be a good keeper for the national team. Bejman? Is A the, the best and C the worst, or, or how are we doing this? Yes, it would, we're, we're, doing the, the, yeah, we're doing the standard way. Okay, yeah, I, I would make prefer... You can add pluses and minuses yeah, yeah. if you want. So if okay. uh, well, for me, it's got to be an A. Uh, you can't blame him for the goals that Iran conceded. Uh, he was a little bit shaky two times... Uh, uh, versus Portugal, but after that, uh, he did everything that we could expect from him, and uh, that's not easy uh, when we talk about Beiramban or having your debut in the in the World Cup. Yeah, I'm going to give him an A minus. Uh, I th- I agree more more or less with everything you guys said. Now, moving on, we're going to look at the defensive line. I mean, there's not much to say about the backup goalkeepers Mazahiri or Obedzadeh, but just a quick point: Do you guys? see either of those guys playing a role in disposing of uh, Ben Van for the Asian Cup? Just a quick word, Peshman? No. Oh, sorry, you go first. Uh, I can't really see that happening. Uh, if he was like over 30, 35, sorry, and uh, we, we needed new blood, but that's not it. So I can't really see uh, him losing his position or giving a good uh, reason why he should lose it. Arya? Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think he'll lose his position. I don't think that he needs to either. I think he's he's pretty much the most experienced keeper we have. And I think Mazahedi is a good keeper, but I don't think he's experienced enough. So I don't think there's really much point now um, of changing keepers. There's no need for it. Okay. Moving to the defensive line, we start with one of the most heavily criticized players before the World Cup. Cup. He was also seen as the man who is going to replace uh, Jalal Hosseini, uh, our most modern central defender, according to Carlos Kirosh. But he didn't have such a long World Cup due to an unfortunate injury in uh, training. But let's talk a little bit about Ruzbe Cheshmi. How did you guys see it? And this time I'm going to start with Pejman. Well, everyone, everybody who says that they weren't surprised or even are either hardcore Estegdal fans or simply lying. Because, uh, let's face it, uh, Ruzbe Cheshmi uh, was heavily criticized, and he should be, because uh, his performances before the World Cup was really shaky. And he, maybe we shouldn't just blame him, because as we talked about in the pod earlier, uh, he isn't a defender. Uh, he's a central midfielder, uh, maybe a defensive one, but he's not a, a central defender. Uh, but when he played next to Mortezo Puraliganji versus Morocco. Uh, it was like, that was something that he'd been doing for ages. And maybe we should praise Puraliganji too for, for uh, being such a great partner. But uh, I'm happy that uh, Cheshmi uh, showed the critics, one of them being myself, that uh, uh, if you just get uh, enough support that you need from, from a coach, uh, uh, the confidence and the mentality is really important for a football player, and he showed that in a positive way against Morocco. So I'm I'm happy for him. Aria, what do you think? I um, I disagree. I, I don't think he. I mean, yeah, he played well against Morocco, 
But he did actually give away a, a really near uh, chance for him to score a goal. You know, he did give away a couple of balls here and there in the game. And I don't think, like, I mean, in the day he played well, but I think the midfield really helped him out in that game. Uh, against uh, Turkey, the midfield was non-existent. You know, um, Shojoy wasn't there. And he was, he showed you he was there in his midfield, sorry. And he was pretty much exposed because he had no cover. But when he's got people around him who can do the job to help him, he can maybe do well. But, you know, that tells me that he's a bit, a bit of a, a player who, who always needs the support. I don't, and I don't think that's good enough. I think that's a player, to me, it's not reliable enough to have that kind of player who always needs to have players around him to help him. You know, we need to have leaders in the national team. And if he's not going to be a leader, there's no point having him. Um, but he did well against Morocco. And I think, you know, I'll give him props for that. But I don't think he should be a starter for the national team. Uh, as harsh as that sounds, I don't think he should be. I'm going to side a little bit more towards Arya. I think that uh, Cheshmi was okay against Morocco. I think he played in the right game for his level. And maybe, I don't like to say this, maybe we were fortunate that he wasn't in the in the next two games because our defense was really really tested in those two games and they have, they were under the cosh much more so i think he was okay i was in the stadium he didn't make any glaring errors but it was okay compared to relative to what we had seen from him before the expectations were so low that that sort of performance was good enough so i'm going to agree with paria i don't see him as a natural central defender um Let's see what happens down the line. But he was okay. So uh, hopefully he recovers from his fitness and he keeps on proving us wrong. Uh, guys, what co- sort of rating would you give him? Arya first? I would give him a six. Just for his performance. But I don't think he's a, I don't think he's, he's a six overall, you know, as a player. But for that I mean, if you go in the letter, if you go uh, alphabetically, A, B, C, etc. Oh, sorry, sorry, my fault. You, yeah, uh, yeah uh, a C plus. Ejman? I will give him a a B probably, uh, and I do agree with you guys. Uh, maybe that the, the low expectations uh, made me made us think that it's, it's enough for him that he just be able to kick a ball, and we will say how good a player he is. But uh, I think uh, at least a B. He was decent. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give him a B minus as well, and I hope that he keeps on proving us wrong. Uh, Moving on, uh, let's talk about the other centre-backs, uh, starting with Morteza Pur Aliganji. I think uh, Asian Cup, last time around when he broke through, everyone expected a lot from him. And it took a while before he could come out of Jalal Hosseini's shadow. So, in a way, taking Hosseini out of the squad, which was a big, big move by Carlos Quiroz, pushed Pur Aliganji into a sort of leader role in the back line. I think uh, I think he impressed, but uh, let's hear from you guys. Uh, Arya, what did you think of Purali Ganji during this tournament? Oh, excellent, excellent player. You know, um, I think I think he's also being criticised a little bit by people. You know, because he hasn't performed to the to the level that we know he should. But I think that um, you know he showed us the. The kind of player he is, you know, he became a centre back. Sorry, Arya, did you say that uh, uh, Ganji didn't prof- uh, perform the way he should, or did I hear something else? 
Did we no, 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 no. In the past, in the past, like you know, in the friendlies, he, yeah, he hasn't. Okay, okay. sorry. Um, but you no, know, now he has in the World Cup, and I think that. Um, you know, we know that because, like I say, he, he was a midfielder and you know before in his earlier career, and he's you know we you know we know he's a good passer of the ball, we know he's quick, but he needs to show us it more. I think he showed us his his qualities, and I think it's been it's been great to watch him. Hopefully, he goes to Europe. You know, he's 26 years old now. I think it's time for him to move. Um, otherwise, it's, it'll be too late. I think you know, a couple of years time. Pejman, can you add anything to that? Um, yeah, ju- just something quick. Uh, for me, before uh, these games, uh, I saw Puraliganji as a player that got better next to uh, a calm defender such as Jalal Hosseini. But now in the World Cup, uh, we saw that uh, Puraliganji is becoming that leader in the defense. Uh, he both have the calm and maybe the, the, the speed and the aggressivity that, uh, uh, let's say, uh, Jalal Hosseini lacked. So. I'm really pleased about uh, his performance and uh, about the ratings. For me, he was one of Iran's best players and uh, a straight A, A plus, if you want. Uh, as Arya said, he's he's 26 years old, so it's really time for him. Maybe his last chance to uh, to make a name of himself in Europe. Arya, what sort of rating would you give him? Do you agree with uh, Pejman's A plus? Yeah, I agree, A plus. I would also say. Probably an A plus as well. Uh, I had highlighted him as one of our real, real top performers. Top performers, and like you guys said, 26. Going into the next World Cup, he'll be 30, which means probably for a center center back, that's going to be peak years. So hopefully, he will make that move this summer because it's the time, like you guys said. And I feel, I have a feeling, his time in Qatar is up, and he knows it himself. So. Let's look forward to what comes next for Morteza's career. Now, the surprise inclusion, or at least there was one Hosseini in the squad, but Majid Hosseini was the one who was drafted in to make his real, you could say, a, a debut, a competitive debut against the world champions from uh, 2010, Spain. So it was not an easy game for him to come in, but he was cool as ice in the game, and he continued that performance level against Portugal as well. How did you guys? How did you guys see him, and what do you see for the future for him? Arya first. Oh, I love this kid, man. I love this kid. You know, I, I watched him a little bit in Estevan, and I was rooting for this kid to get called up. Um, he's excellent. He's he's one of those players who, like, you know, he's not going to make that many mistakes. He's always going to be reliable. You'll play it simple. When he wants to, he'll play a long ball. He'll make an effective long pass. He's just very good at understanding the game. At that age, it's very difficult because what are you going to learn in Estherlal? No, no offense to Estherlal if there's any fans you bought listening, but what are you going to learn with players like you know Montazeri Cheshmi who haven't experienced that much in their careers either? You know, and they're older than him. You know, and he's not going to learn much from them, but. You know, he's basically just gone through a path uh, in the last couple in the last year that he's really uh, made himself a player that he he's you know he he's playing against Spain and Portugal, which is unbelievable. You know, and his performances in the World Cup have been um, excellent. And if you think about it, just quickly, I'll go quickly to before Prejman talks. Um, he's played four games for Iran, and in those four games, he's probably made no mistakes, literally no mistakes. 
Cheshmi, Khanzadeh, the guys who have been in the team longer than him, who have made more caps, have made about 15 mistakes in their in their like caps. And um, Maggio Saini is playing against harder teams, Portugal, Spain, you know, Morocco. Um, so for me, it just shows how how talented this kid is and how much he has to go to Europe as soon as possible. Uh, for uh, for me, he he's not just the biggest surprise uh, for Iran. He's should be the biggest surprise in the entire World Cup. Uh, you know, people or or the, uh, media outside of Iran really doesn't know much about the national team. If they knew uh, something about uh, Majidis, Majid Hosseini's past, they would be really surprised that he is more or less debuting in the national team, playing against uh, uh, Isco and Diego Costa and, uh, and Ronaldo and Quaresma and whatnot. And, and he's acting with such confidence, with, with such cool, uh, he's making the right decisions all the time it's it's hard to keep it up in in three games you can be lucky in one or two games but doing it in three games against three real tough opponents th- that can't simply be just luck um so so for me i i got a new personal favorites in in uh, majid hosseini uh, sure we've seen him in SRL doing good but playing against uh, uh i don't know uh Jamegan, you can't compare that to playing in the world cup uh, for me, uh, he's the A plus plus. He should. Which team ever got, will uh, get his uh, contract? They will be really happy because I'm sure he will develop into a really big star. I'm rooting for this guy. Arya, what would your rating be, and do you see him making a move this summer? <laughs> a plus plus plus, <laughs> and I hope so. I really hope so because uh, he deserves it. You know, he deserves it. And, you know, he played on his birthday against Spain. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. I couldn't do that. But, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I'm going to give him an A just because I feel Morteza was flawless in the three games. But, of course, uh, excellent performances by Majid Hosseini. Um, I'm going to give him an A and we're going to move over to the fullback positions. Let's start with another player who's been criticized by many members of this podcast, uh, Ramin Rezaian. Honestly speaking, he, I'm one of his bigger critics, and I was really, really surprised by the level of performance he put in after the first 15-20 minutes against Morocco, when he was a little bit all over the place and nervous. He seemed to run all day, he was putting in a shift in defense, he was making overlapping runs, trying to put the crosses in, okay, they were not not of the highest quality usually, but he was an all-round action pack. And at 28, probably reaching the peak of his career. Pejman, what do you think about Ramin Rezaian during the World Cup? Uh, one of the biggest positive surprises. And, you know, it's we talked about this a little bit before and, and actually talked to one of my friends, uh, Mokan, shout out to him, uh, yesterday about uh, uh, Ramin. You know, he's... We say that he's easy to to not like because of his way on social media, and uh, that kind of gets uh, gets away from the focus of him as a football player. And we've seen that when uh, Ramin is plays poorly, he, he's, he's really not a good uh, defender. But we couldn't see that against uh, any of these three teams in the in the World Cup. Uh, I think uh, 
something that he did really great and I was watching him a lot actually just because I was looking to see if he got any defensive skills um, when a player came at, uh, at his side on the on his uh, Iran's right side so to speak and they come uh, they came uh, very often from that side uh, instead of doing something that Ehsan Hodgsafijil does on his left side maybe standing still and and trying to to poke the ball with with, with a quick uh, finish uh, Ramin is is almost uh, uh, turning his back on the player and getting ready to run next to him or, or against him or not not going into a duel which he probably will lose because uh, he, he probably knows about his uh, weaknesses and I'm sure this is something that Kairos have have made it really clear for him that you shouldn't go into a one-on-one -on -one if you're not 100% certain that you will come out as a winner uh, so, so for me I was really happy to see that his defensive skills uh, had been had improved this last season so we should thank both Ostende in Belgium his former club now and uh, Carlos Keiros to being able to to being so confident that his hardest uh, opponent in on that uh, uh, place uh, he didn't even make the cut for the national team that's the kind of confidence you get and you can grow so I'm really pleased that with uh, uh, Ramin, A minus maybe, B plus. B plus, you said. Uh, before going to Arya, I would like to add just to the nice tactical observation you made about Ramin not going in or committing to a, a tackle uh, too early. I, I would like to say that actually that's the right thing to do, and it's not necessarily because of his limitation. Ehsan, who we will talk about in a couple of minutes, was was committing too early and making the decision for the winger too often in all games. Ramin made it quite difficult. And other than the first 15-20 minutes uh, of the first game, generally speaking, I think most of the danger for us came towards our left-hand side. At least that's how I felt it. And I think it was a side uh, which was uh, identified as a potential weakness by a lot of the opponents. So what do you think, Arya? Um, I think Romy had a great tournament. I think he, you know, I, I think he's always been a good player. I think people criticize him way too much. I think he gets too much criticism for for no reason, in my opinion. I think that he doesn't deserve it because he hasn't really that made that many mistakes um, as people think he has. Um, but you know, I wasn't surprised. Um, I know he's talented. I know he's a good player, and um, I give him a, I give him an, a, a B plus or a, or an A minus at the very at the very end. Um, most. I'm going to add to that and say that Ramin had an A- minus as well, but really bordering an A because almost flawless. Uh, he did make a goal line, uh, goal line save as well with putting his right and his rear right where it hurts. So let's give him some props and hopefully he can keep it up and find another club in Europe and not move back to Iran. Don't forget he's 28, so his presence in the next World Cup is not a certainty. Moving on to the left-back position and person who captained us, I think, for the longest amount of time during the World Cup, Ehsan Hajsafi. It was a very big surprise that he moved back to full-back position after playing for almost exclusively four years under Kairos in central midfield. So I personally don't think that helped Ehsan. I mean, at his club, he does play a bit on the left, uh, sometimes on the left side of midfield, sometimes times at left back but I feel tactically 
uh, it didn't help him to be thrown into left back. It was a big surprise because Milad Mohamadi had been excellent throughout qualification. And so let's start this time with Pejman. How did you see High Safi's performances and what do you think about the future? Um, well, uh, as you mentioned, him being uh, going back to the left defender was was a surprise for a lot of us. We're expecting Milad Mohamadi there. Um, I I think he, to be honest, he got more praise than maybe he should give, give, be given credit for. He wasn't bad. Uh, he was better when Iran was attacking and trying to providing the ball. But we know that Iran didn't do much of that in in the World Cup. Um, and as you mentioned before, uh, he uh, he jeopardized himself and the team a couple of times uh, with his uh, uh, defend uh, defending by by trying to to get the ball from a much more skilled player than than himself. But uh, he he's still he's still growing. He's 20 years old, 28 years old. But uh, I think he's still got some potential to become a better football player or, or a better leader because he's now our, our uh, second captain after after Masood. I uh, and what I want to say about Ehsan in this World Cup uh, is that I don't. It, it, it's it's hard for me to understand why Kairos wanted to, him to play instead of Milad Mohammadi. I my guess is that uh, he was thinking more about the experience uh, in this matter. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Pejman, I, I would just like to I would I would like to throw something in there. I think he was playing largely because of set pieces and Carlos didn't see him as the answer in central midfield, but didn't want to lose his set piece uh, uh, capabilities. What do you think? Um, maybe, but uh, and you know it's easy to praise him because uh, uh, it was his uh, uh, from his set piece that uh, Morocco scored an own goal. But to be honest, I think the set pieces that Iran had, especially in the first game, was was awful. They wasted their chances too often, so that didn't work out uh, for Iran as well. But uh, I, I think you you might be onto something. Why not? So B minus from you, and moving on to Arya, tell us about what you think about Esson during the World Cup. Yeah, just very quickly. I, I don't think he should be a left back. Um, I think we all know that. Um, I I can see I can see the logic of playing him at left back though, because um, I believe Kairos didn't want to drop Ibrahimi and Amiri. I think he wanted to play them in that box to box with the box to box roles. Uh, because they were doing so well and you can't sort of take it away from them because it's momentum is going with them and they have to keep playing um, and maybe he saw something in training and he just thought that you know it's better just playing them and then he thought about experience over maybe talent and he just played S on at left back and I think Mohammadi, you know I feel sorry for him because he's he's tried so hard <laughs> like he tries his best every game. He, he's an absolute workhorse, um, you know. But he, end of the day, I think uh, it was an error, maybe of judgment by Kiroish slightly. But I, I get, I get it as well. I get it. Like it's not, it's not a bad decision, but it's not the best. I, I, I would have played Milan um, um, you know, left back, but it, it's just what it is, you know. And maybe we'll learn from that as a team. Oh, and uh, this, you... I, I would give him a. 
uh, a B minus. Now I, I will say I think okay. You say it's a slight error of judgment for me. It was the one glaring mistake on the personnel side from Kirosh during the tournament. Milad, uh, who we can just move on to talking about right now, came on in two games, and I think in those few minutes, in those cameos, he showed enough composure and stability in the left-back position that makes us wonder what would have happened if he had played for against Morocco. Obviously, we won that game, but against Spain in the longer uh, stretch, and even against uh, uh, Portugal, don't forget, it was Ehsan who made a childish uh, mistake to let uh, Ricardo Karesma move on to his stronger foot and do the shot which he's been living off throughout his whole career. It was really, really uh, unprofessional, I would say. And uh, for that and his overall performances, uh, although I give some of the blame to Kairos, I will give Esson only a C+. But now we can transition into Milad Mohammadi. How did you guys see him during the few minutes he played and what ratings would you give? I can start. Um, I don't know. I think he had some. I think he was better in the uh, in the first game uh, which he played. Uh, he didn't need any any starting acceleration time. He just went in and and uh, did what he had to do, and I think he did it quite good. Uh, in the game against Portugal, uh, I think he, he was a uh, he seemed a little bit stressed. Uh, there was a a moment where. He was uh, on the left side and he had like two or three Portuguese players and maybe one Iranian player next to him. And he was like dribbling everyone exclude, ex- ex- and even himself. Uh, so it was like he's just running away uh, around with the ball and being kind of clumsy and kind of overstressed. And uh, we also saw this, uh, this uh, really heart-giving run that he had on the left side. Uh, we usually don't see... Uh, Milad Mohamedi doing that because for me Milad is, is much more composed is much more safe in, in uh, how, he, how he plays but I think against Portugal he had some problems uh, but uh, I think he, sh- he, stu- he still should have been sh- should have started uh, that game to be honest and maybe f- uh, got in, into the game from the beginning um, a, a B- for me for Milad Arya do you have anything to add to that? It's tough to really give him a rating because he didn't really play that much. But um, I don't. Yeah, there's not much to add. I think you know he, he he's a great player, and I, I really hope that he continues with his um, his career in Europe. And uh, you know, I think uh, the next World Cup, I think he'll be our starting left back for sure. I think he's 24. Uh, he will turn 25 at the end of September, so he would be entering his peak years at the next World Cup. Now, we're done with the defensive line. We're going to move on to midfield. Just one, we're going to one start. Thing. Yeah. Uh, I actually talked to one of his agents uh, yesterday and I said, uh, what's up with Milad? And he said they were all um, surprised that he'll get dropped off from the starting 11 just before the World Cup because he's been one of Kairos, probably the most best players uh, in, in the qualifications. And that kind of made it a, a little bit difficult to to take him from Russia into one of the better European uh, leagues uh, because uh, uh, he seems to be having that kind of ambition and I think he will still be able to do that but it will maybe take some more time maybe he won't get a good as contract as he wants or uh, maybe not as good as a club that he wants but I think uh, we'll still see Mila doing good in Europe. 
Okay, thank you, Pejmon, for that. Uh, moving on to central midfield, let's start uh, with Omid Ebrahimi, who I think was one of our standout performers. I've always been a fan, to be honest. Uh, I've seen him as the closest replacement to Andranik uh, Temurian since he's retired from the national team. How did you guys see it, starting with Arya? Shire, Shire. No, he's, uh, he's an excellent player. You know, he. Uh, I think I think he's one of those players who, a bit like... Um, a bit like uh, Nekunami, you know, they get better as they get older. You know, he, you know, I think uh, I feel I feel, I feel sorry for him too because he, he worked so hard in these games. He he ran so much. He um, played in two positions, played in the in the deeper role against Morocco, and he went further up the, up the pitch against Portugal and Spain. You know, um, and I just think he was an absolute workhorse. And even before the World Cup, we weren't expecting him to start. You know, I mean, I, I thought I thought Ali Karimi would be in the squad in the squad ahead of him. You know, obviously Ali Karimi got injured, but I thought I thought that Omid was a like a last resort type midfield to come in and you know replace someone. But I didn't know he was going to start, but he did start and he was brilliant. He really was. I would give him a I'd give him an A plus, um, genuinely for his performances. Perfect, um, Pejman. How did you see Omid Ebrahimi? Um, I think he was the giant in Iran. He was Iran's best player in the World Cup. Uh, I know we had a question in the on Twitter. Who do you rate as Iran's best player in the World Cup? For me, it was Umid Ebrahimi. He played in a really tough position. That uh, we had some problems uh, before when when the big names are missing, and. Uh, uh, he played with such confidence. He played so smartly. He ran all over the place without seeing, seem like seeming lost. Uh, he have some a good touch on the ball. He's actually quite. Uh, uh, he could play more offensive as well because he's got those kind of qualities. Uh, for me, Omid Ebrahimi uh, showed that uh, he why why he's called the commander. In, in Estegral and why the fans love him so much. Uh, he was amazing, outstanding, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to change him with, with any player, to be honest. So I guess that's A-pluses all around, because I have to agree with what you guys said. He was fantastic. He was tireless. He was relentless. He was pressing. He was, he was always on the move, and it was a beautiful moment when I think he took the armband for a few minutes in one of the games as well. But he's 30, going on 31, so... It's unlikely that we're going to see him in the next World Cup. I think every World Cup, Kirosh presents us with someone and then uh, someone maybe like Hatiri last time around who doesn't make it to the next World Cup for various reasons. I think we could probably logically say that Amit Ebrahimi won't take part, but it was a beautiful way to highlight his importance to the team. So moving on to his partner in midfield, Vahid Amiri. Uh, guys, what did you think? I think uh, I can start by saying it was a huge surprise, but uh, we were actually contemplating whether he would be a favorite player to get cut from the list of 24, but I'm glad we were all wrong. And once again, Carlos Quiroz proves that his judgment, 90 times out of 100 at least, is on the ball and different to what we others think. I mean, he's, he's not one that goes with the, with the let's say, uh, the line that everyone draws. He kind of makes his own mind up and it's very different to the regular average Ahmed or Abbas. So what did you guys think, Arya? I start with you. Yeah, uh, 
Do you know what I think Vahid Amiri has been playing out of position for a whole, his whole career? <laughs> I think he's been playing in the wrong position. Like As a left winger, you know, he doesn't give us anything. You know, he can't cross the ball. Um, well, that well. He, he did one good cross against Spain, but generally, you know, against four um, Persepolis, four team early in the past, you know, his crossing, his skills, his, his, his style of football isn't suited for a winger. His style of football is suited for that position that he played in the World Cup. As a box-to-box, energetic, um, Italians call it mezzala, you know, the left-sided or the side midfielder next to the defensive midfielder. You know, that kind of position where you won't you won't stop running. And I think that's suited so much to his style of football in general. And I think that he should be playing there for the rest of his career because he's been wasted as a winger, in my opinion. He genuinely showed us how good his his energy, his um you know, desire to win the ball, uh, to get forward to support the attack is and I think that's his best position. I really think it's his best position. Uh, I, I would like to say it's not the first time that Carlos Kirosh has surprised us with a position change from a guy's uh, usual club position. He's done it with Morteza Ali Ganji, who started off as a central midfielder as well. So, right, Amir is another one. So, moving on to you, Pejman. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, with you guys. Uh, I think it was a real fun surprise. Uh, uh, I, I remember writing or saying that... Uh, the reason why Fahid Amiri is on the squad is because uh, he takes instructions really good and he listens to the coach and uh, in these three games he did that really well because he showed that uh, Iran needed to play much more defensively, uh, much more with, uh, with a stronger defense and that's maybe something he's better at, at than somebody that usually plays there on the left side, let's say Karim usually plays there or even Kaveh Rezaei or maybe even Salman so uh, that was the reason he played and uh, he took his opportunity and he got himself a couple more years in the national team. Can you guys give me your ratings, Pejman? Uh, I don't know. Um, A minus, maybe? Pejman? A minus, maybe? Um, A minus. And Arya? A. As well. Okay. Next in the line of midfield, we're going to have a quick look at Said Ezetolahi, who I felt had his best performance in the national team against Spain. He faded a little bit against Portugal, but uh, we saw everything that we've been wanting and asking to see on a regular basis from him since he made his debut in, in the game against Spain. So, guys, how did you see his World Cup and what do you see as the future? Starting with you, Arya. So, who, who is the player again? Said is it all like? Oh, uh, yeah. I am, um, you know, brilliant player. You know, uh, I think that he. <laughs> and we, um, funny comparison. Compare him with Busquets. Busquets had a really bad game. If if you watched him closely, he did, he did nothing against Iran. You know, he's meant to be the guy who who keeps the ball moving. He was pretty much redundant in that game. Is that total, obviously different different team, different style of football? But you know, for me. Ezat Tullahi is a really mobile player. He got around well. Big guy, you know, he packs, well, I don't know, how, how, how is he, 190 um, um, centimeters, very tall guy, right? But he runs like he's five foot seven, you know? Um, he's got great mobility, and I think his, his, um, his chances of getting a, a new club um, this summer are high. I think... Um, I think he was saying he's got offers from Spain, 
So I think that would be brilliant for him. Brilliant move if he goes to Spain. Um, I think that he, he's got a lot of potential. I, I agree. I think he needs to. He's one of the, if I had to pick two or three players who need to move this summer, uh, Said is definitely one of them. He needs to play at a better level of league, a league that suits his style of football, because the Russian league is a very defensive, physical sort of league. So uh, going to Spain or or France or another country where they would value a central uh, midfielder like him, I think it would be great. Uh, Pejman, what do you think of Said's performances? I was surprised, to be honest, uh, because uh, for me, Saiz is uh, has always been too slow. He's always caused uh, free kicks, actually, um, and yeah, sure, he caused a penalty against uh, uh, Portugal, but it was it was you know against the Ronaldo, so we should give him some some slack for that. Uh, he played with such confidence. Uh, he was uh, at the right place at the right time all the time. Uh, he was good at the defense. He was good at the offense. He was good distributing balls. And I, I, now I really see why Kairosh uh, fancies Said Ezatali so much. That's because uh, he's a smart football player, and that's uh, nothing that's that's easily that you can easily train on uh, become a better smarter player so and he's only 22 so yeah he should leave russia um to become even a smarter player uh, why not giving him a b plus one a i don't know uh, for, for me ratings they're so they're so hard so different i'm not really into them to be honest but <laughs> now we're doing them so so is that a b plus or, or an a minus um a minus Arya, would you concur? Yeah, I, I would say yeah, I'd concur. I think A minus. Okay. Next in our look at the midfielders, uh, I'm gonna briefly have maybe a few seconds on Masoud Shajai, who came on in, uh, to replace Said in the first game. He played for about sixty something minutes. Uh, he didn't show up in any of the other games. It's clear that. Uh, uh, Carlos had him there, even though he's the club, uh, he's the national team captain. He was there for the role off the pitch quite a lot and some experience in the first game. So a few words from Arya first on Masoud. Masoud, you know, he did what he had to do, you know, in the first game, did his job, um, came off, didn't really do much more. <laughs> That's all, all I can really say. Did his job, didn't play the best, came off and then just kind of was on the bench for the rest of the tournament pretty much um, as a captain, you know, leading them off the pitch. I think you're right in saying that. I would give him a, a C. Okay. Uh, Pejman, I mean, uh, we heard interviews from Sardar, Ramin and other players. The way they talk about Masoud and they say, oh, Masoud, uh, you, you can see an admiration, a respect, um, and it's not just because he's the captain or he's older. It's an earned respect. And I think this is a very rare, uh, let's say, event, at least in my lifetime since I've been following Team Melli since the early 90s. I haven't seen that, even for the likes of Ali Dai or whoever else was the captain in the last uh, 20, 25, 30 years, uh, it's very rare for a group of players to really look up to a guy like they do with Masoud. And I don't think it's because of his on-field, uh, let's say, ta talent. I think he's been one of the pioneers in Europe by moving to Europe at an early age and moving around in leagues and regularly playing football there. And But also his integrity, his character, his personality. So did you see Masoud 
as a more of an off the field presence in terms of what he was bringing to the squad at the World Cup? Um, well, both yes and no, because you can't have a player just because he's he's a nice guy. Uh, or you can have him, but you don't let him play. Maybe like Ashkan. Uh, let's not forget that uh, Masoud have a great season in Ayk Athens, so he's a good player. We should not forget that. And um, he played in a wrong position in the national team, and that's why he played awful, to be honest, or not good. But uh, him being a gentleman, I think, is really important. Uh, one of our friends from Golbezan, Baba Gol, he was uh, he interviewed. Um, Masoud after Iran's second game and that was the game where uh, Masoud was benched and he said uh, he, he praised him for being such a professional uh, and, and decent uh, guy despite you know losing his place in the starting 11 maybe losing it for good so so Masoud is becoming a, a, a more important player outside the pitch but I think he still has some time in a national team if he will play in his right position but I can't See that happening. Yeah, at his, uh, don't forget, he's 34 years old. He turned 34 during the World Cup, uh, or just before the World Cup, I should say. So I think a farewell at the Asian Cup is possible, but anything longer than that is probably unlikely. Moving on uh, to the next player from midfield line, I think we can have a few words about Karim uh, uh, Ansari he also captained the team and became put his name in the history books by being another scorer for the national team, Team Meli, at the World Cup. He played in multiple positions, I think, during the tournament, from midfield to the left side of attack, you could say, and uh, he was all over the place. He was full of running, but was he full of quality as well, Arya? Uh, maybe, I think. Maybe against... Um... Morocco not quite didn't really do much. I don't think he was awful against Spain. You know, he tried. Like you say, he's one of those players. <laughs> for his club, he'll score goals. For the national team, he'll run. I mean, that, that's basically the way you can put it. You know, I think he's got a different um, task if you want to say for the national team, which is fair. You know, I think Osmond's our striker. He'll probably stay our striker. He won't be a striker for the national team, so he has to have an, a different role. I think um, Cairo has tried to sort of find something new for him. In, in the in the midfield role, in, you know, in the middle of the park, he's not a, he's not he's not a player who's going to pass the ball um, like a, like a Dejaga or a Shojai, but he'll he'll work for the team. Not in the same way that um, Ibrahimi and Amiri work for the team. Different kind of work. More of a an eye, an eye to get forward, but you know he still wants to work hard to get back and defend. Um, but I, I think he did all right. Um, he scored, obviously scored, scored a penalty for us uh, in, in a tough, tough moment against Portugal. So I'd, I'd give him a, I'd give him a C or not a bit more than that. I'd give him a B minus. Yeah, it was a fantastic penalty under a lot of pressure. It could have been enough if things turned out a little bit differently, but we wouldn't know it at that time. Um, Pejman, what do you think about uh, what did you think of Karim, and do you think that he has a potential move left in him in Europe at the age of 28? I don't know. I don't know why he should move. Uh, I mean, he's doing good in Olympiacos. Uh, he will play in uh, in uh, European Cups next uh, season. So 
but why not try Spain one more time? Maybe he's, he's uh, become a, a smarter, more developed player. But uh, something that it's interesting that I would love to see for the Asian Cup is uh, Sardar and Karim both playing up front uh, uh, because Iran is playing teams such as Iraq and Yemen and Vietnam and Yemen and whatnot. They, they don't scare, uh, they shouldn't scare uh, Iran, they shouldn't scare Kairosh. And, uh, that's don't you think they're too similar, Ejman? Um, no, I, I don't see a, a lack of it being uh, if they're too similar. Uh, I think they can uh, both play uh, from the start. Uh, maybe they, they're they're both good on on uh, on uh, the head, and they're both good on in the box. But for me, this, they can still uh, be be used in different kind of. Uh, uh, and they can still be used uh, uh, in the same game just you know somebody uh, I don't know how to put this uh, correct in English but what I'm trying to say is someone think uh, deeper someone be more of a target man sort of idea you mean? maybe or you know I think sometimes Sardar is, is too uh, lonely up front and he needs uh, maybe somebody that can do that job that he always can't do and that and then maybe yeah i agree with with audio maybe he can do that change that somebody's deeper and somebody's more upfront. yeah it's just some idea that i haven't really spent that much time on but i would like to see him playing in the position that he's supposed to do and that's that's a striker what would you give him as a rating a b a b as well and i would also uh concur there i'll give him a b and i also would say that he looks like the next natural leader in the squad and that's a very very big uh, let's say progression in terms of his personality he's been a player who when he came through i always thought he could be the next Ali Dai, and i only think there's one thing that kept him from reaching that potential that's his mental or or mental strength maybe or confidence he, he always seems to be like a confidence type of player but he seems now in greece he's discovered the goal scoring touch he's in a good place in his personal life he looks like he's enjoying his game and that's a good thing because i think I think he will be involved at the next World Cup if he's fit and he continues to play in Europe. So moving on from Karim Ansari Fad, we're going to talk now a little bit about Saman Godos, a few words. He didn't get much uh, in terms of action, but in all three games, he made an impact when he came on. He was a catalyst for Iran coming into the game against Morocco. He got the free kick, which led to the which led to the goal. And against uh, Portugal in the last game, again, he came, he was hungry. He was the only player who I saw was keen to get to the opponent's goal in the fastest time and try to take a shot or something. And uh, I was disappointed he didn't get more minutes. Uh, I think we can all agree, technically, he's probably the best player in the squad. Maybe Masoud has a different sort of technical, uh, let's say, skills or attributes. But but, uh, he is, if he keeps his head down and is not so disappointed by 30, 35 minutes of action, I think he has a big future to play for Team Meli. Pejman, uh, tell us what you think. Uh, I do agree. I think uh, technically he's by far the best uh, player that Iran have in the national team. And maybe if we want to criticize uh, Kevish for something in the World Cup, is that he didn't let uh, someone play uh, more minutes. But uh, I think maybe he would have been playing more minutes in the first two games if uh, 
maybe we didn't get all those injuries or that maybe Kirosh would uh, would ha- had found where he wanted the, the game to be so he could come in much earlier and then let's not forget Kirosh tactics in this World Cup was playing defensively and Salman have almost never played defensively especially not in Östersund so it was a quite big of transition for him coming to Iran uh, in the national team and I think uh, for the Asian Cup we will see someone playing probably from from the start or at least uh, it will be the first sub but I, I think he will play from the start because uh, Iran can't play defensively against Vietnam and Iraq and so on because uh, the the opponents aren't good enough so yeah I think we can expect much more from uh, from him and I, I think he's of course disappointed but who wouldn't be but uh, he at the same time he's professional enough to to simply move on he's only 24 soon 25 years old so he, he's still got some some time yeah I think he was the number one of for Carlos in all three games you could say okay Tarimi came on before him in the first game but I think when Carlos wanted to change things he turned to someone um, Arya do you have anything to add on someone no, not anymore. I think uh, Page One's correct in saying, um, you know, he probably deserves to play a little bit more. But you know, it, it's just what it's just the way it goes. I think. But I want to add uh, one small thing. I think Dejaga and Shojoy's careers will slowly be phased out. Um, you know, next next few months, and I think that um, Salman will be our next sort of playmaker um, in this team. I think he's the only guy. Who has that real ability to make something happen? You know, when the ball comes to him, his heads up. He's looking to play the ball into the box, to dribble, to take shots. And I think he's the next guy to replace Dejaga and Shujai. Before we move on from someone, uh, Pejman, do you have any news about a potential move for him this summer? Uh, There have been some rumors that uh, he will leave to. The championship to Swansea, where his uh, former manager Graham Potter is now is the new coach. Uh, I can't really see that happening. That's a step down in his career, to be honest. Even if the championship is better than Alsanskan, um, he himself uh, was interested in La Liga. But when I talked to his uh, uh, agents before the World Cup, uh, they were really keen on uh, Bundesliga, uh, like a mid-table, upper mid-table kind of. Uh, club uh, but still he he, he has contracts to uh, with Sassoon to 2021 if I'm not mistaken but uh, the only reason he got a new contract uh, was that it, it was kind of a, a reward for for staying another six months so I think uh, uh, you will see someone in a new club uh, before uh, after the World Cup probably Great. Uh, moving on to the forward line, the last three players, we're going to start with Mehdi Tarami. Yes, he made that uh, uh, miss, which could have taken us as uh, group winners into the next round to face uh, Russia. But uh, we've seen it throughout his time with the national team. He's been very effective. Uh, none of us were probably his biggest fans, but he grew on us because of his consistency and always being able to pop up with some important goals. So overall, how did you see him, Arya? Yeah, um, he was great. You know, I don't think he was really great in the attacking part of his game. Didn't really do much there. Um, but I think it was actually a defensive contribution, which is unbelievable. He made about 20 interceptions, 20 to 25 
you know, in the whole World Cup, you know, which is a lot for a, a striker. Maybe I'm being a bit exaggerated, but I think he made a lot of interceptions in the World Cup and he made a lot of tackles, tracked back, helped the fullbacks out a lot, helped Romine out a lot in that game against Spain. But I think Romine was brilliant as well. I think um, he's just a really good player. I, and I, I, to come back to that goal against Portugal, you know, when he could have scored it, I, I think. You know, some might argue and say it was an easy chance. I think it was too hard to score that. I think Messi would struggle to score that. I think, oh, first of all, on, on his left foot. Second of all, the ball was spinning away from him. When someone hit the shot, it got blocked and it was spinning. So it's tough to hit a spinning ball. Um, and then secondly, the defender and the goalkeeper were blocking the far post. You know, um, the only option was the near post. And the ball was spinning, so to hit the ball flat would be the ball. The ball would spin even more. So um, I don't think it was an easy chance, but he's gonna feel upset with that. So it's okay. But um, good tournament for him. Pejuan, uh, I think the two of our three best chances at the World Cup fell to Mehdi. Uh, one in the last minutes, last seconds of this game, and then against Spain, the header. Do you think they fell to the wrong player? Um, no. Well, it's easy to say yes. Uh, because somebody else maybe had scored but then again uh, uh, who was there to to make the best of those opportunities it was uh, Mehdi Taremi so and and he's actually a a decent finisher in my opinion and uh, it was his it was three really good games from Mehdi and just as Arya said uh, he did some amazing work in the defense helping Ramin a, a lot because I was as I said I was watching Ramin and I said I was like who is this I mean this number 17 is in front of him all the time yeah 17 of course taught me giving uh, the the opponents a really hard time uh, and his header against Spain I mean he, it, it was a hard header and uh, this analyze that our yards have done against uh, uh, Portugal. If it's true, well, if it's true, I still think that he should be able to put it on goal, and maybe the goalkeepers should have said it. But it doesn't really matter. Uh, Toremi, despite playing in Al Tarafa in in Qatar, in Qatar have uh, for me he was on. Um, he, he he got an A to be honest. That's how 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 I rate him. Arya, what rating would you give him? Um, for a defensive contribution, I would give him an A. For the attacking side, I'd give him a, a B minus. So, what would you give? An him overall, a... go for a little little B. <laughs> a B. All right, perfect. Yeah. So, moving on to the last two players, uh, Ali Reza Jahanbakhsh. A lot of us had criticized him previously for trying too hard for the national team when it comes to comparing to his club. He doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a natural fit. He uh, played well in the preparations for the World Cup, and we felt that he may have unshackled himself finally. But during the World Cup, yes, he contributed again to the defensive phase of play. But would I be right to say that we expected a little bit more from him to make an impact on the offensive side? Or am I being too harsh? Arya, I start with you. You know, you're not being harsh. Um, I think it's... It's upsetting. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to criticize him because he did try his best. He was working hard. He wasn't. He wasn't being lazy. Like he was actually trying to hard. Trying. Trying to create chances. Trying to get crosses in the box. It just didn't come off for him. You know. It just didn't. Didn't work for him. Um, he was really uh, nervous, in my opinion. You know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think he 
a little bit of pressure on him. I think he took the uh, the responsibility of being our best player uh, on his shoulders, and it may be a bit a bit heavy on his shoulders. I think. Um, I think he did all right, to be honest, uh, against um, Portugal. I think he was pretty good against Portugal. Got forward, got crosses in. Just, I think, I think he also had a bit of an injury as well. Uh, I don't want to make excuses, but I did. I do think he did um, have an injury um, on Navad. Uh, Kairos was saying that it wasn't because of suspension that he got dropped against Spain. It was more because of a muscular issue. So I do think he was a little bit injured, um, and obviously he came off early against Portugal. Uh, so you know it's tough to say, but I think that um, I think that he that he needs to needs to needs to do more. I think in the final third, but it's it's just the way it goes. I think it's it's unfair to really crit- give too much criticism to him the way he played. Give him a rating, please. Uh, rating. Uh, uh, C plus or B, yeah, C plus, I think, overall. Okay, uh, Pejman, um, tell us about how you saw it and do you see his next move, which we hope will be this summer, to be very, very important in how his uh, rest of his career pans out? Um, I do agree with more or less everything that Arya said. Um, and one more thing that I would like to add, I felt that he was too lonely too often. Even if he came at the position that we used to see him in uh, Aset Alkmaar, when he comes from the right side uh, with some speed and maybe tries to do a, uh, a pass into the middle, into the box, or try to get into to the field, uh, he was he was lonely. But the he I think I don't know how much he was running uh, in uh, the game versus Portugal. I was really really impressed. Uh, to see that he actually have improved his defensive skills as well, but as Arya said, uh, yeah, it, it was you, you can't criticize him because it was too too hard probably. Uh, and your question, I've given a B as a uh, as a rating. And your question about his next step in the career, um, he seems to be a really smart guy. He seems to be surrounded by good people that wants the best for him and his future. So. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, the club he will choose will be good for him in the long term. He will probably sign a three-year contract, let's say with Napoli, and let's say he don't, he won't, he will be, he will be like a sub in the first uh, half of the season. I won't be worried at all because it's it's a transition. It takes time to to adjust to a new to a new league, to a new club, and everything. But in the long run. I'm confident that he will choose a club that's good for him and his development. If not, it, it it would be a wasted year and he would go somewhere else. So I'm not worried if Jahan Bakhsh would, would have an awful year still. Because he's like what, 25 or something. He's still got plenty of... Uh, uh, 24 even. He's still got plenty... Yeah, he'll be 25 in August. So yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm not worried because... Uh, in the long run, uh, it's not about uh, just be, just playing all the time. It's having the, the being having the right mindsets mentally. He's strong. That's why I see a great future for him. And if he does join Napoli, which the rumor suddenly uh, currently suggests, then he would be managed by one of the best man managers of all time, Carlo Ancelotti. So it wouldn't be the 
worst person to learn from. Uh, I will give him a B minus personally. Um, last now, but not least, and it's a player who everyone has strong emotions. I feel, uh, I, I want to say my piece here as well. Uh, I was at the stadium against Morocco. I thought he was hardworking, uh, good hold-up play, maybe too isolated so that when he took an extra touch, he would lose the ball. Um, he had that opportunity, the one-on-one, and you really could bet your house on it that he would score it. And after that, it seems his confidence was a little bit shot. Uh, a lot of criticism came to him after the second game, which I felt was also a little bit unfair. I thought he worked really hard. He has a very big role. I mean, we're talking about a striker who is the focal point of our attack, who is coming back 70, 80 meters to our own half and then making his way up 70, 80 meters again. And no support at most times. He'd be lucky if someone like Amiri was adding from midfield or maybe Alirzo Jahanbach sometimes. Uh, I thought he did okay. And then in the third game, again, I thought he was our best player. He was magnificent as a hold-up player. He was troubling Pepe and Font as much as one could imagine. He won a lot of aerial challenges as well. But uh, it just didn't work out for him. And I would like to say that I think he's played in Russia for too long. Um, he has somehow, I don't want to say stagnated maybe. He's, we haven't seen too much improvement or development in his game. He played 90 minutes on three occasions, which is crazy considering that he'd never made past 60, 65 or 70 for the national team before. He needs to make a move more than anyone else in the squad he needs to be playing in a better league with better players with better management so i feel it was too harsh on him but overall yes the expectations were high so that's what you get when you're our star player so starting with you pejman how did you see it for him for me uh, as you said the games against morocco i was there myself in the stadium and i agree uh, it, it was a i was so confident that he would score that goal but somehow he he kind of uh, tripped and uh, didn't give a get a good finish. The game against Spain, uh, you could see that he was kind of frustrated uh, because as soon as Iran got the ball, he was ready to make a run or to, to receive a pass. But uh, it was just uh, uh, the, the Iranian players, all of them more or less, especially in the, in the first half. As soon as they got the ball, they just kicked it away. Uh, they weren't interested in building a... Uh, their own game so that made him quite frustrated and he wasn't a striker against uh, Spain for at least after the Spain goal yeah something that disappointed me uh, even if you say it was his a great game versus Portugal sure he got the ball a lot uh, but for me uh, I think uh, he lost the ball a couple of times too too easy uh, and that's that was Concerning, maybe he wanted to do a lot, too much, to show himself that he's that guy, that our go-to guy when Iran needs to score. But uh, I agree with you, Babak, that it's time for a change now. It's time for a new environment. Uh, you, he won't get a better player playing more in Rubin Kazan. So uh, stagnation, yeah, I don't think that's the right word, but uh, uh, he still got a lot more in him that somebody else beside Berdiev needs to uh, handle. So hopefully we'll see Sardar um, more. I'll give him a, a B. Maybe if I already said it, I don't remember. 
Uh, yeah, no, you didn't. And I would add, I would give him a B plus personally. Uh, yeah, final words on Sardar Osman. Um, I don't think that he was um, supposed to be. Uh, it's it kind of sounding funny. I don't think he was supposed to be the guy who's always meant to score the goal. If he, it's, I don't know how to, how to put it in a good way. He wasn't meant to be our our striker to. His first first thought wasn't to score goals, in my opinion. I think the instruction that Kairos gave him in the World Cup primarily um, for the striker position was to mark the the CDM, the defensive midfielder. So if you look at the game against uh, Spain, he was quite close to marking Busquets. Against Portugal, even more so, he was marking Carvalho. And I think the idea was by Kairos was to stop any uh, build-up play coming from deep and making sure that the attacking team um, were always in our half, you know, so that if we won the ball, uh, there was no back passes going from them to their uh, to their half, so that we were always going to win the ball and have a chance to attack with no pressure on us. That was his, pri- his primary instruction, was to mark their defensive midfielder, which is strange. No one actually noticed that, uh, probably uh, against Spain. But if you watch the Portugal game, he was really marking Carvalho like a crazy man. Good, uh, good call, Arya. Good call. Uh, I was actually uh, watching yeah, Sardar. And uh, uh, I agree with you with the Carvalho thing. I didn't notice it until somebody told me. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, are, are they becoming best friends? Do they want to change shirts? <laughs> that's that's important where Sardar responded to the criticism saying, nobody knows what Carlos wants from me. You have to understand football to know what I'm trying to do out there. And I think Arya hit the nail on the head there. His instructions were primarily to uh, relieve pressure, uh, prevent them from building from the back and uh, hold up as much as possible to let our runners from midfield. Perf- perfect analysis, yeah. Arya. Coach Arya, he's, he's your next guy to, to <laughs> remember. Thanks, guys. <laughs> what would you rate him as, uh, Arya? Uh, I think he was brilliant for me, uh, for, his, for his role in the team. I think I'd give him an A. Um, because I think he did he did his job the way he should have done it, which is perfect. All right, great. Uh, now, last person to talk about is Carlos Queiroz. Uh, so many questions before. If you listen to the pods before the tournament, uh, we had so many questions and we didn't have the answers, but most of us agreed that more often than not, almost all the time, Carlos has proven us wrong or him right or proven our nerves to be misfounded or misguided. And again, we could say that it turned out to be this way during the World Cup, from the selections to the style of play to the impetus we had on the counter, which was much, much better uh, than four years ago. We were actually, we felt like we could score goals, to be honest, when we did try to attack. But tactically, I would say we were spot on. How did you guys see it? And uh, what's the future? Pejman, uh, I'll start with you. Yeah, uh, well, I, I'll yeah, I'll say as a Pasha, I'm a Kairosh fanboy now. Um, and, I mean, dropping Milad for Ehsan was bold. Bringing Amiri was bold. Cheshmi, Ebrahimi, Hosseini. So many players that you were so shocked that they're even in the squad or even playing. 
but after these three games I don't know what we could have done different to make an impact. We're talking about maybe giving some more playtime to, to Salmon, but that's about it. Uh, I'm really impressed how he manages, uh, especially taking out the, the best from the players from the Iranian league. Uh, for me, that, that was a big surprise. As I mentioned, Majid, Majid Hosseini, uh, Ruzbe, Ebrahimi, Aniri, and even I would say uh, Tarimi because he just left Iran six months ago. How how they were really committed to the tactics because he's been criticizing them for their lack of uh, understanding football, to be honest, and their, their lack of fitness. But who ran the most uh, in Iran? And he never seemed to get tired. Amiri, Ebrahimi, uh, I would even say... Uh, um, uh, Majid Hosseini and Ruzmen Baby didn't run. Sardar, even. I mean, Sardar did 90 minute shifts three, back to back, uh, putting such a defensive work in that uh, we had never seen that from him before. Yeah. I mean, if Iran wanted to play offensively, it would, it would be probably like, like Tunisia, you know? They would score two goals against Belgium, but they would let in five as well. Uh, so. Iran couldn't do much more than what they already did and they had some good luck against Morocco and they had some bad luck against Portugal not being able to score. Uh, all in all, uh, I think Kairos showed, him, showed the world, especially not just us Iranians that maybe know him some more, showed the world that uh, at the end of the day it just comes down to 11 versus 11 and being smart. Uh, being uh, being confident in uh, your gameplay from the beginning and everybody pushing at uh, at the same direction uh, that's something that Kairos can't be enough praised for uh, and you, you can talk about other stuff that uh, you want to say about Kairos he complaining and swinging and arguing against Bronco and the Federation and whatnot but as a coach uh, he did amazing work with Iran in the World Cup, so um, he's an A plus, no doubt. Arya, how did you see him? Oh, um, on Carlos, you know he's um, he was fantastic. Um, I think he in in his press conferences, you can see his focus was always on the team. He was just on the team, uh, you know, winning and getting his results. I think. Um, uh, just quickly on his point with uh, Bronco and the preparation, etc. I think if you're going to give me a reason why we did bad in this World Cup, so, sorry, we didn't qualify for a second round, not not did bad, um, was the preparation. And I think uh, he's right to say um, that we didn't have the best preparation because uh, you have to understand that this team uh, is playing in the PGPL some of them are playing in teams against Paddy Day, against um, Sio Jamagon. What are they going to do uh, against Spain if they're going to play against these teams? You know, I, I'm, I'm not saying that they're not ready for it. I'm saying that they're not physically ready for it. They're not physically ready to run that distance. Now, the recovery training program that he put out for this team, um, uh, Kairos put out for this team, this showed how much that he cares about this team. You know, what what coach would have done that? You know, and he was saying in, in his interview that he paid for training camps. Sorry, 
rephrase that. He paid for equipment. He paid for hotels. That just shows the commitment that he has for this team. Um, and it's unbelievable. You know, I think that uh, you have to really give him credit for what he's given. People who give him criticism should just be quiet because uh, if you have an issue with him, support a different team. Because in my opinion, if you have an issue with Kairos, you have an issue with Iran, um, the country. Uh, because he's representing the country uh, the way uh, any Iranian should represent the country. Not, not If you look at the way Branko did this job in 2006 compared to what Kairosh did, you know, what is there to compare? You know, And I think that you have to understand um, he did more than what he has to do. Uh, the amount he gets paid, in my opinion, isn't enough compared to what he has done for the team. Um, and really, I hope that he gives uh, us... Uh, four more years to enjoy what he gives for us. Uh, but hopefully, um, in the Asian Cup, he can lift a trophy and you know, we can see a smile on his face again. Perfect, Arya. I, I will add that I was at the 2006 World Cup and I was a fan of Ranko Ivankovic relative to the other alternatives that were out there. But I can tell you, there was no team spirit in that squad. There was infighting. There was no fitness. We were coming completely out of it after 55-60 minutes every single game. Uh, the build-up play was also poor, and organization defensively was not there either. It was, of course, relative to what else we were doing at the time, it was good, but the level which Carlos has taken us right now, it's incomparable. So, there is no leg to stand on when it comes to comparing Carlos Kiroz with any other manager for the national team, and even present domestically. The main thing you can look at is look at the organization and the team spirit that he has put out there for us. So I hope also that uh, he's able to stay for another four years. Uh, he's said already to all the Western media that he wants to do one more World Cup. He hasn't made it clear who it'll be with. I hope it's with Iran. I hope we start our preparations for the Asian Cup. But I'm sure we're going to have the same dramas and the same obstacles and the same challenges as well. Guys, thank you very much for your time. We hope the listeners enjoyed uh, listening to us talk about uh, the players and their performances in a World Cup that made us proud and gained a little bit more respect for our football worldwide at a time when there's a lot of, uh, let's say, harsh conditions going on in our country. Any final words? Yeah, I just, I just want to add that, um, you know, um, this Asian Cup, uh, we're going to have a, a trophy to lift. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. Thank you, Arya. Uh, Pejman, any final words? Yeah, I, I hope uh, Arya uh, will be correct because just like an hour before the pod, I actually bought uh, tickets to Dubai. Uh, I will be there for the quarterfinal, for the semifinal, and for the final of the Asian Cup. So hopefully we will see Iran playing all those games and uh, I will have a good vacation and a football week in the, in the Emirates. Pejman, I'm always correct. All my predictions for this World Cup are correct. So don't worry, I've got your back, man. This is the, this is the way I'm seeing. <laughs> okay, great. Great. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of Golbazan Podcast.